Hello and welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. I am so excited that you are here. Today we have a very special episode. We have a special guest on the podcast. So if you follow along on Instagram, you know that this past week was my two-year wedding anniversary. And so today on the podcast, back by popular demand, is my (laughs) husband Donnie. Hi and welcome back. Hey, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) We are diving in today. So I asked you guys on Instagram if you had any questions for us for this podcast. And typically we do kind of like a QA and a for the podcast. But today we are doing something different. I took one of your questions, one of your topics actually, and we're going to be kind of just diving into that one single topic. Um, There's different parts of the topic, so it's not just like one specific thing. But yeah, we're basically answering one question today so I'm excited excited to dive in with you and today we are talking about newlywed season we're talking about basically expectations adjustments and focusing on your walk with the Lord in the midst of this exciting time so if this is or rather if you are in a season where maybe you're engaged you're about to get married, um, or maybe you have just entered the marriage season, maybe you are a newlywed, or you know somebody who is in any of those seasons, this episode is totally for you. And if that is not you, if you are maybe dating somebody, maybe you're single, maybe that's not where you are at at all, or maybe you are well into marriage, this episode is still for you too. There's going to be so much good, um, just yeah, content in it, and I'm excited to share it with you. Sounds good. Let's Uh jump into it. Okay. Hey friend, I'm Megan Edmonds, and I am so glad that you're here joining me on the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place where we are encouraged and equipped in our walks with Christ, in knowing our purpose, and in living purposefully as Christian women. I am so thankful that we get to do this life to seek God and honor Him together. All right, so let's dive in. Two years of marriage. How's it treating you, babe? <laughs> it's been awesome. It's It's been awesome. It's been, I don't know, I wish I can go back in time and interview my former self. Be like, what do you think marriage is going to be like? You know, what what are you looking forward to in it? And it just, it's been awesome. It really has been. Um, yeah. When you say your former self, do you mean your former self Pre, pre-wedding. Pre-wedding. Okay, yeah. okay. I was thinking more like pre-us dating. Like, oh, what is that? Yeah. That would be even more interesting. That would be a deeper, <laughs> a deeper interview for sure. But I think we were talking how crazy it's been. It's been two years and how we can't even imagine like, you know, two years before we got married. Yeah. What that whole journey's been like and how we are like, yeah, just it's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. And we did it for a minute. So we were dating two years before our wedding. So it's, it is so crazy to think about. Like, I couldn't have imagined what it would be like being married. And I even remember thinking that like one and two months before our wedding, feeling like, oh my gosh, like it's just such a new thing that I can't really imagine what it'll feel like on the other side of this very new experience. And now it's two years later. I remember two actually, like one and two months afterwards, <laughs> kind of having that same mentality, like oh, I'm on the other side, like yeah. this is so crazy. And so now it's two years later, which is really, really crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, you guys, this weekend we went back to the town that we got married in. We visited our venue. We visited the shop that yeah. we got our dessert from. 
yeah, yeah. And two, we went to the cafe that we went to for breakfast the morning after as well. It was really like memory lane. It really was. Yeah, it was nostalgia a, it was weekend. Really, yeah, a lot of good pictures. We went up to the venue we got married in. There was a, another couple, I guess, getting ready for yeah, their wedding. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't hang around too long, but it was just cool to kind of, I don't know, see your own wedding there in front of you. You remember the, the you know, everyone being there and the family, friends. And yeah, it was uh, it was the best day of my life by far, mm, our wedding day. Me too. 100%. Me too. Yeah. It really was. It was just such a surreal experience. And so the person who brought this question or topic forward is somebody who was actually engaged, who was getting married. So before we dive into like expectations, adjustments, and you know, how to focus on your walk with God in the middle of this exciting season, what is just one thing you want to wish or, you know, like say to this person <laughs> like <a wish? laughs> or no, just like wishing them well, kind oh, of like, okay. just like a little encouragement for, for this person okay. who's about, a, about to get married. I would just say that, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to hype it up. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hype it up because we've had such a, like, but it is such an amazing experience. Like, um, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful thing waking up next to the person you yeah. love and um oh i remember when i first so when we first got married we came back to our apartment after the honeymoon and i think it was my first day at work or no it was first you because i was working at home and you were going into the office yeah and i remember you came back home the first day and it was like we ran to each other <laughs> and I think we like it's like you know a huge hug and it's just it's amazing to share your life with the person that you love. Yeah, so it's, get yeah. excited, yeah. Yeah, get excited. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an amazing experience. Yeah. I feel like it's just the best way I can put it. No, I love that, I love that. It is really, it's so beautiful, and it really is such a cool way to learn more about and to, to learn more about the love of God and also, you know, aim to become more like Christ and to grow in Him, like, it is, it's just such a cool part of life and, and such a cool calling that the Lord has had for both of us. Just, yeah, I'm just so excited. So excited for anybody who's engaged right now and about to step into the season. Okay, so this person specifically wanted to talk about expectations, adjustments, and focusing on your walk in the midst of excitement. Let's go in reverse. Let's talk about focusing on your walk in the midst of this exciting time. So, um kind of, I guess, just tips for how somebody who is, one, I guess, engaged, but also I think this can really apply to you're just about to enter this really exciting season or you're in a really exciting season. Sometimes our routine our routine can change and it can mm. feel like, too, um, I think almost our diligence in certain areas can change. So I just want to talk about kind of tips for how to focus on your walk with the Lord in the midst of this. One thing that comes to mind for me is I feel like, especially with something like a wedding, which I think for so many women, you look forward to forever. And I think in both secular culture and Christian culture, and I've talked about this before, but we can almost idolize marriage and relationships. Mm. And so in this season, it can be so easy, I think, to do just that and to idolize the season and to idolize this time and almost hold it higher than we do our relationship with the Lord. And so... My encouragement to you would be one, like absolutely just enjoy the season and know too that like, you know, 
I really just believe like the Lord is so happy that two of his children are, you know, uniting in this way. The Lord loves marriage. And, and so he's like rejoicing with you, but to know that like, even in marriage, your primary relationship, the most important thing in your life is the Lord, is your relationship with the Lord. He is your rock. And, and so really just always be whatever season you're in, whether that's a really hard valley season, maybe you're going through the fire, or maybe you are just bubbly, full of joy, and in such an exciting season to really be seeking the Lord. That would be an encouragement for you, not necessarily a tip, but I would definitely say make sure that that is a priority. Um, and I guess another thought with that would just be like making sure you're kind of being able to, it, it sounds silly but like schedule that in like make that a part of your morning routine or your nighttime routine and so no matter what happens during the day and all the adventures and plans and you know maybe testings or whatever it is you're you're able to really pursue the lord and put him first in that um so that'd be one encouragement or tip that i have yeah i think leaning into the season is such a huge thing like it's you know enjoy it like this it's worth celebrating this is a huge thing like meg was saying god loves this and is you know is rejoicing with you exactly I don't know if I can put it better than what you said but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just remember during our you know engagement and um, even after I feel like are we still newlyweds when does when does that I don't think so when does that expire <laughs> I don't know if two years is still newlyweds <laughs> maybe just a but, year yeah. so yeah engagement up to a year you know being newlyweds it's just you know we felt so much love and so much support and so much happiness and joy being poured our way and it was it was a great I don't know it was, it was awesome it was just a great experience all around um, I think you know going into the practicality of things like having a routine super important I feel like it took us a long time to like figure out a routine to our schedules and like getting up at this time and doing this like and doing once that. we were married oh yeah, yeah, are, we, yeah. Are, we, are we still in the engagement so? I was talking engagement you can talk oh. about no you can talk about in marriage <laughs> yeah ahead a yeah, bit. yeah no that's good yeah um all right we'll wait we'll wait no 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 I, you can go go for it for I sure. just was clarifying for okay. sure okay um yeah just finding that routine and um yeah you know making sure <laughs> I feel like it we kept telling people for like a, a year that you know Oh, we're still trying to figure out our rhythm for two years this. yeah <laughs> yeah um if any of our friends are listening right now they'll they're, probably they're laugh because we've said that so many times yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah it's just part of it you know yeah no i think that's so good too like focusing on actually like once you do enter that stage two of being married because there is still so much excitement um and and i think just going back to that routine is so important and really recognizing like that the Lord is your rock. The Lord is, is everything. And, and, you know, as a couple together and maybe, you know, as people individually, but that's going to be as a couple too, because you're going to be unified. Like you're going to go through things. Life is going to go throw things your way. And so you're going to have each other. Absolutely. But like you're married to a human and you are a human and the Lord is the only one who is perfect. That is going to be, you know, everything for you. And so really pursue him, whether it's exciting season, a hard season. Um, yeah, I would say routine. I would say too, even if you want to, like whether you're in engagement season or newly married, like find ways to pursue the Lord together. Um, so maybe that's reading the Bible together. Maybe that's doing Bible studies, different things. Um, but really, yeah, just obviously, but like prioritize seeking the Lord 
my biggest encouragement I think would be yeah. routine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so because that's where you can start to build those habits and you know start to build on your relationship too. Yeah, yeah, and it oh my gosh, and it completely and directly impacts also like your relationship with each other, like your time with the Lord too. So I think honestly remembering those things too, like remembering the priority that the Lord is in your life and also how it's going to impact your marriage is is a good kick in the butt to, <laughs> yeah. to make sure you're seeking him even when you feel distracted. Absolutely. For sure. Okay, so let's go to this next portion of kind of talking about the newlywed season. What are some adjustments that I guess we can talk about um, or... I guess, yeah, that this person should be expecting or just to be, like, um, in in the know about. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, I think really big, blaring, obvious one is that if you, which a lot of times Christians do not, like, if you haven't been living together, living together is a huge adjustment. I feel like, honestly, for us, it didn't feel, like, too crazy for me. I was going to say, was it a huge adjustment? No, no, no. I feel like for me, it <laughs> no, didn't, no, it didn't it feel a- like that big experience yeah yeah I think you know there's just so much to figure out it's you have to (laughs) like you know where do you put things in the fridge or you know where do you put things in the pantry or do you make the bed after you get up uh who opens the windows do you close you know the shades I mean do you close the shades open the shades yeah everything just it's a whole new canvas for you guys to paint on together and you guys have to decide what, how things are going to look like and... Um, how things are going to look, yeah. Yeah, different tastes. Yeah. We have different tastes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like that came out actually uh, on the registry uh, that we um, we had different different ideas for the things that we wanted to, um, you know, put in our home. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, but it's good. It's good to, you know, I feel like the registry is honestly a good way to kind of begin some of those conversations around how you want your new place to look. Um, yeah, to start to kind of stimulate some of those conversations. Um, two, I think timing wise, um, uh, it, it didn't, it doesn't take me too long to get ready. And sometimes I think I have to be conscious of that when I'm, when I'm, we're trying to make plans to go out, like, um, I can't just be like, all right, I'm ready to go. Let's go. You know, that's like, you have to be considerate of the other person. Um, what else? Yeah, no, I feel like you're considerate, but I do think timing is a big, is a big thing. Cause I think sometimes I will be expecting that something will just take longer than it does. And so then I end up like rushing, but that's cause I poorly, like, I think at the beginning I was like, oh, it'll take us both 40 minutes <laughs> to get ready for something. And yeah. it took him five. So like, we're still just, like, hanging out, and I'm like, well, he knows that we have to leave in, like, five minutes, but maybe it's not five minutes, because it would definitely take us both 40 minutes, and then he's ready to go, you know? So I feel like timing is one thing, too. Yeah. That's an adjustment for sure. And I think, too, just, like, lifestyles and preferences, like, I think that, you know, and you learn a lot of this in dating, but when you're living with somebody, it is different. Like, how much do they want to spend indoors versus outdoors? How do they like their weekends? Like, is it really a relaxing time or is it something that's more adventurous? And um, how often are we going to be out on weeknights? Like, different things like yeah. that. Um, what? 
how much sleep does the other person need? You know, like yeah. I think those are all things that you're going to adjust to. And I think a huge part of adjustment is, you know, there's some things that you can absolutely do differently, but there's things that you're also going to have to work out together or, you know, for lack of a better word, compromise on and kind of figure it out because you, you are binding your life with this other person. And, and I think it really is a very sweet thing to navigate those adjustments. Yeah. And two, we're voicing all these questions and things to negotiate up front, but this doesn't have to be one long conversation. Like these are things that happen incrementally throughout your marriage. I think, I mean, you know, we're, we're two years in and I feel like we're still discussing different things like all these, you know, you, you develop this over time. This isn't just one upfront conversation that sets everything, you know, the roadmap out. Like these are things yeah. you discover as you stumble across them. Um, something else I think that's really important to keep in mind is like, you know, now that you have a partner, you have a unit, you guys are a unit together, that like what you do affects the other person. And, and, and I feel like that's so obvious to say, but it could be taken in different ways. Like, um, you know, if it's like a Wednesday night and your church has a Wednesday night service, it might be easy to be like, oh, maybe, you know, it's kind of late. We just finished like a whole day of work. Let's, I, you know, I just feel like watching TV or something. And you know, like the other person um, <laughs> might be inclined to also feel that way. Then, you know, you guys just end up staying in or watching TV or doing something else where um, I think it can be really important to almost, um, you know, make sure you have your those priorities straight um, going into it and, and not necessarily, um, you know, kind of taking in only, I guess account only for yourself. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really good. Um, and that in and of itself is such like a mindset adjustment of really putting somebody else first, but also like even, even less severe, just like really recognizing like there's somebody else that all of my actions do impact. Um, and not only do they impact them individually, but like us as a couple. So yeah, I really like that. I think that's really good. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, that is our newlywed conversation for today. Thank you, Donnie, for joining hey. us. Hey, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for joining us. This has been very sweet. I'm super glad that we got to do this. And now, you know what? I normally do our Dear Meg questions by myself. Oh. But I think that I'm going to bring Donnie along for the ride. Here what do you go. guys think? All right. All right. All right. And now it is time for Dear Meg. And today's question is, how do I get over a breakup when I instigated it? And how do I not feel guilty or ashamed for what happened in that relationship? And how long should you go before dating again? This is a fully loaded question. I think it's so important and so good because I do think that there are, I've had like in-person conversations with so many people who have asked all of these questions, I think at different times. Like, I think it's just such an important conversation. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I think we can go step by step through it. Yeah. Um, cause there's a lot in this question and it sounds like this person is really, um, wrestling maybe, um, with a couple different things. So yeah, I think let's, let's break it down a little bit. So the first part of this question is how to get over a breakup when you instigated it. And of course, you know, even though, you know, you instigated it, I'm sure that this person, this person meant a lot to you and like, it was hard to break it off. And 
Um, so that's a totally natural thing. I don't know if you're wrestling with that specifically, that part of it, but I think knowing that it was probably a decision that was thought about for a while and prayed over, and maybe you sought advice from friends or family, those close to you about this, and understanding that you made that decision for a reason and probably a good reason with the support of others around you. I think holding on to that um, is very important. And that if that person were to suddenly come into your life again, that you, <laughs> the reason you broke up with that person, um, they would, all those things would still be there. That those issues aren't going away. Um, and that you're, you know, just because maybe... I don't know. That little thought experiment might be helpful, but yeah, no, I think that's really good too. And I don't even, I don't know if I'm going to regret this saying this, but, um, oh. no, no, it's not. I, I, I think it's, I think it's good advice, but, um, a friend of mine, I remember once said, and I think this kind of applies to, let's say that you, you said you instigated this breakup. And I think sometimes there can come with that a level of responsibility for, ending a relationship for choosing the direction of your life in this other person's life. And so like in kind of grappling with that and, and like, did I make this right call or how do I get over this when I was the person that actually initiated all of this? Um, you, like Donnie said, you probably prayed over this. You might've talked to people about this. You know why this didn't work out. And a friend of mine I remember said to me a while ago that there's a million nice men in the world, but you can't marry them all. <laughs> and so I feel like it was such a good thing, though, because it's like, all right, you know, maybe there's this potential that you're like, oh, like, was this the right choice? And it's like, you, you know, it was the right choice for you at this time. And again, you probably prayed over it. You thought over it. You might have sought counsel over this. And, and so you, that's that's just true for you right now. Yeah. And I, I think that's an important thing to be like, you know what, I'm going to wait for this person that I really feel like the Lord has for me. And I don't have to settle for somebody the Lord might not have for me just because they're nice. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You can't marry a million guys. You yeah. Know? <laughs> can't marry them all. <laughs> can't marry them all. <laughs> no, but I think it's, I think the point is to not get maybe confused just because there are nice people out there. Like there oh, are so many nice people yes. out there. And so um, if there's any kind of regret in this breakup, I, I just think that that that's, that's something that I always think of when I'm talking to other people too, like about that. Yeah. And speaking, quote. <laughs> speaking of regret, we can go to the second part of this question, which is how to not feel guilty or ashamed for what happened in that relationship, man. So yeah, heavy, you know, like you're probably looking back and are wrestling with a, I feel like I'm using the word wrestle a lot, but you're struggling with different things. Maybe that happened in that relationship that you wish didn't happen. Um, and really, you know, it just comes back to the basic Christian truth that it's all covered in the blood. Um, really, I, I know that, uh, Shame and guilt could be crushing, and I think discouragement is one of the most deadly weapons that the enemy can use um, to really throw us uh, off and, um, you know, maybe even, you know, create these thoughts in our minds that, um, you know, like, does, does God even still love me? Or, like, I'm not worthy of being even a Christian. How, how can I have let this happen? All those different thoughts. Um, but there's so much grace and forgiveness and goodness and faithfulness in Jesus. And knowing that is so freeing um, because it allows you to look at the past and be like, yeah, 
that that was I messed up. I, I shouldn't have done that. Um, but now I can move forward in His grace, knowing that I'm forgiven, and that doesn't have to have a hold on me. So, yeah, I mean, this, I, I, I yeah, I, it's a it's a heavy thing to wrestle with, and I would just encourage you um, to seek the Lord and not let those feelings crush you and deter you from. Uh, seeking the Lord. Yeah. No, I think that's really good. And I want to say too, that we actually do have an episode on this. I just was looking for it as Sonny nice. was talking. Um, it's episode 140 if you want to listen to it. And it applies to all different types of shame, not just specifically shame in a relationship or um, anything there. But it's called A Must Listen for the Woman Stuck in Shame. And it is one of our most popular episodes, which I think just really speaks to, number one, you're not alone in this. Um, just coming off of what Donnie said, it may me think too, like really recognizing that the mistakes that you might have made, the sins that you might have made or, you know, done are not your identity. They're not who you are. You are not Mm -hmm. defined by the things that you have done or the things that you should have done differently or didn't do or any of that. Your identity is that you're a child of God, that you're a daughter of God. And I think too, sometimes, you know, jumping off of the thoughts that Donnie was having, like, or saying, you know, that you might be having or anybody who is struggling with shame might be having of like, you know, does the Lord still love me? Am I even like worthy to be a Christian and things like that? I think another one that can really pop into our heads is like, I should have known better. And there's so much weight that comes with that. And the reality is that maybe you should have known better. But here's the thing is that is literally sin. That's what sin is, is that we should have known better and we did it anyway. And that's exactly why Jesus came. And friend, Jesus knew before you ever thought that you would maybe, you know what, maybe cross lines that you thought you never would. The Lord knew it and he called you and he saved you and he loves you anyway. Before you were even born, he knew you by name and he loves you and he decided that you were going to be his And, you know, he has forgiven you. He's washed you in the blood. And your sin is as far removed as the east is from the west. And the Lord does not see that in your life. He sees a spotless. He sees you spotless because Jesus took that on himself. And again, he took that on himself before you even could have fathomed that you would be feeling whatever you're feeling or you would have done that is going to lead you to feel this way. So I just want to encourage you with that too is like, you know, we can put that on ourselves like I should have known better. And I think in my own life, it's almost been freeing to be like, you know what? Like I should have, but the Lord, he already knew that I was going to do that. And I think too, on the flip side, like sin is so powerful and the devil is so powerful. And so as much as sometimes it's like, I should have known better, there are so many times when the devil is so sneaky to tempt us and trick us in ways that maybe we didn't think would work, but did. And and all of that, friend, it's just, it's covered in the blood of Jesus. And um, yep. you can come boldly, boldly before the throne of grace, as it says in Hebrews 4. It's one of my favorite passages Um, He loves you so much and he does not expect perfection from you at all. He he just wants you to come to him and lean on him, be cleansed by him and feel his grace. So that's an encouragement that I have for you. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Um, I guess jumping to the last part here, how long should, how long should you go before dating again? I think between five to 10 years. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) No, no, this is so, it's a, it's a very subjective question. Yeah. I think everyone processes breakups differently. 
Um, yeah. Some people could be ready to go, you know, a month, two months after. Maybe other people it takes a year, a couple of years. Um, I think that's totally fine. Uh, the only thing I would say is don't rush into another relationship. Um, so I feel like, you know, have time to process the last one, you know, be on your feet again um, before jumping into another one. Um, yeah. What would you say? No, I totally agree. I think it really is subjective. I have known friends who have gotten into relationships, you know, out of one relationship and into a new one in two months, and that's the person that they married. And I've known people who have waited years before their next relationship, and that was the person that they married then. Like, it really is yep. up to you and how you're going to process and, um, and truly what the Lord has for you. My encouragement to you would be less so on like how long till you start waiting again and like how you're going to use this time that you're not dating anybody right. right now. And we do have episodes too on like singleness. And I think that singleness can feel like such a taboo conversation. And, um, I just was writing a, a blog on this too. Um, and it's actually coming out next week in an email series with, daughter of delight it's l and she has an email series coming out and it's actually going to be in that so definitely sign up if you want to read it yeah. um but just talking about how i feel like we really almost view singleness as something to jump from like you know we're in this season and we want to go to the next one or you know it's almost like a level down sometimes and we feel that from culture because everything is romance novels and romance movies and all this stuff sometimes even in christian culture it's like all right like when are you going to find your boaz you know and kind of it's really pushed to be in a relationship but scripture and the lord really you know obviously the lord loves marriage but he also loves singleness and it's held really highly and the bible actually tells us that both singleness and marriage alike are both a gift from god and then paul tells us and he does say it's his own opinion but the lord allowed it in his word too which is very interesting but he says that it's actually easier to dedicate your life to the Lord, serve the Lord, be focused on the Lord as somebody who's single. So um, I just, I think it's, that's a really interesting perspective. And so I would just say like, take hold of this time. Maybe it's going to be, I don't know when you guys broke up, but maybe like if you broke up today, for example, it'll be a month or two and you find this other person, but whether it's a month or two from now or a couple of years from now, make the most of this time pouring into all the things of the Lord, all things community, all things, you know, yeah, really community. using your gifts and talents and abilities, maybe starting Bible studies, going to Bible studies, whatever it is, going on missions trips, everything and anything that is going to, you know, bring glory to the Lord. I, I would encourage you to focus on that for sure. Yeah, community. Um I'm surprised we didn't talk about that at the first part of the question on how to get over a breakup. I think surrounding yourself with, you know, God-loving people, uh, people who love you is huge. Um, and for a lot of Christians, that's church, you know, meeting those people at church and getting coffee with them afterwards or meeting up with them throughout the week. I think having community and getting over a breakup is is a huge part of it, so... Yeah, thank you for asking this question. I feel yeah. like it was a really, really good question and I think relevant to probably a lot of people out there. So, um, yeah, thank you for asking. Yeah, no, thank you for your vulnerability in that. Um, and friends, if you want to ask a question to Dear Meg, know that you can submit a question at any time. And basically all you have to do is just email me at megan at shelivespurposefully.com or you can submit your question also on Spotify. There's a place to submit those questions and they don't go public. It comes straight to me. Um, and two, we will never say your name on the air. Donnie doesn't even know who these questions are from. It's nope. anonymous. So 
Um, yeah, it's all anonymous. And you can ask us anything and everything, or me rather, not us. But thank you for Donnie for being here for this one. <laughs> um, but you can ask me anything under the sun. Um, all right, friend, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Donnie, for being here and hey, joining us. Thank you so much for having me, my love. <laughs> I love it. And two, okay, also, just as part of a little heads up, tomorrow we have our subscriber, our bonus subscriber only podcast episode of mm -hmm. which Donnie will be a part as well. So nice. I'm super excited to have him in there too. So if you want more of little chats with me and my husband, <laughs> be sure to come over, become a bonus subscriber. Not only do you get weekly bonus episodes, which is just already a lot, but you also get Bible reading plans for the whole entire year. We have a new one coming out at the end of this month. We just launched one on comfort and care and God's comfort for you. Mm. You also get access to all of our $5 digital Bible studies. So that's Psalm 23, 1st and 2nd Timothy, 1st, 2nd and 3rd John. Ruth, Esther, so many Bible studies that you get all of them for free in the bonus subscription. And then you also get a 20% off reusable discount code to the shop so go and check that out that sounds amazing i'm <laughs> honored that i'm subscription material over here <laughs> well we hope to see you tomorrow in tomorrow's conversation but friend live purposefully live for jesus and have a fantastic rest of your day